Hello and welcome to OMG, the online marketing guidance podcast where we talk about marketing, web design, development, and basically everything interwebs that's even vaguely interesting to us. Uh, I'm Dave Cho. And I'm Kelly Glista Anderson. And today we are talking about a little social media network called Instagram. A mere 800 million monthly users, 500 million daily active users, that's second only to Facebook, which is another ho-hum, smallish platform. <laughs> Uh, that daily active users number actually jumped at the end of 2017 and the start of 2018. Uh, went from went to 500 million from 200 million in just a few months, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Um, and Instagram, uh, despite being owned by Facebook, um, which has become a lot more obvious in recent years, it wasn't for for a while, but. You know, in the last year or so, I would say, especially with the advent of stories, which we'll get into later, um, and the crossover of stories from Instagram to Facebook um, has become a little bit more apparent. Um, but Facebook being sort of the big bad of the social media world, I guess, if you listen to or read literally any news uh, in the last few months, um, Despite that, Instagram has been growing at a pretty impressive rate. Uh, so we want to talk about why that is, what businesses can do to take advantage of it, um, and is you know is Instagram going to take over at some point, uh, or is Facebook really not going anywhere? Which seems to be the presiding theory. It does seem to be the presiding <laughs> theory, um, as unfortunate as that might be for <laughs> all of us who love to hate. To hate to love Facebook. We need to have a villain, though. I think that's it's part of it. We, we do. We have to have a villain in the social media world. And, and you know, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't even have a mustache to twirl, which I, I think is a little lame, so we need a better villain. Does he have a pet to stroke evilly? Like a cat or a bunny or sure, something? I'm not sure he can put enough emotion behind things <laughs> to do it evilly, so I'm not sure, but we could probably hook him up with a bunny. All right, well, we'll yeah. work on that. We'll take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we'll really dive into the rabbit hole of Instagram. All right, we're back. So from a business marketing standpoint, which is sort of how we want to to frame this um, and how we want to talk to you guys about it, um, Instagram is still huge. There are 25 million business or brand accounts on Instagram. Um, and here's the big one, because we don't really care how many other businesses are on there. We care how many people are actually seeing these business accounts. Over 200 million users visit at least one business profile every day, which is kind of nuts. It is nuts, and, and speaking anecdotally um, from my perspective, I'm sort of a curmudgeon when it comes to social media. I don't follow brands, mm -hmm. um, except for, say, research, but I don't follow them out of enjoyment. Instagram is the only platform on which I will spend any time following businesses and business accounts. Um, so clearly there's, there's something resonant. Yes. Pretty I pictures. <laughs> Pretty pictures. Um, and there's, I think there's a lot about Instagram that sort of lends itself to being, um, I don't know, I guess a, a, a good place, a nice place um, for, especially for, you know, brands that are handling it well and people that are finding their community. It can, as any social media can, be sort of an ugly place at times. But um, it seems to have been able to sort of keep itself separate from the overwhelming you know, social media backlash that's been focused on Facebook in the last couple of months. Um, I'm actually looking at a headline right now from CBS News from a couple of months ago that uh, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the headline, but it says most Americans don't know Instagram is owned by Facebook and that's no accident. Um, so according to the article, 57, almost 57% of Americans don't know that Facebook owns Instagram. Um, 
I find that to be a little crazy, but I also can believe it. Um, whether or not all of that percentage are actually on Instagram is another question. You know, I'm not looking at the data, so I don't know if that's, you know, 57% of Americans entirely, including the ones that aren't on Instagram, all three of them. Hmm. Uh, but you, you know what I mean. We have to sort of look at data with a, with a grain of salt. Um, but it is interesting. It's interesting that despite, uh, despite gobbling up this, this other platform um, and, you know, then obviously giving it more reach, you know, I would, I would venture to say that a lot of the growth Instagram has experienced has been at least partially due to that. Um, also due to the advent of stories and how many people use those. That's the little, um, if you're not using it, stories is the little disappearing, almost Snapchat-like content feature. Almost. You said with heavy air quotes. Um, the, the, the Snapchat-ish feature um, that was announced in 2016? Somebody, somebody can check me on that. Yeah, um, it was either 2016 or early 2017 for sure. Uh, so that's that's also out there. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 really huge and has sort of kept itself separate. And it's 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 interesting to think about why and and I think a lot of it is that sort of comfort feeling, and yeah. that people can find their their network uh, there. They find their people. Um, and they follow what they like, you know, even curmudgeons like Dave. Even curmudgeons like me. Um, and it, it's, it's interesting because Instagram really does feel kind of bulletproof um, in a lot of ways because from a marketer's perspective, it's very hard to get to. You can't direct from a post to a landing page easily. So there's no easy conversion path from Instagram, which you would think would damage enthusiasm for the platform, but hasn't. There's the fact that they stole many of their best features um, really from other platforms, mm -hmm. including Snapchat, and the fact that they're owned by Facebook, which I would say the average American probably would say um, is a giant evil corporation <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. So you have all these things working against the platform, but yet it's growing really at an exponential rate, and it's very hard to find people who will do more than kind of grumble about you know, your paid Instagram models or, you know, the ads that you're served. Um, so it's interesting to me that so far anyways, and knock on wood, because I like Instagram myself, um, but they've been able to avoid that kind of backlash that has hit almost every other platform in the last few years. Yeah, and on the advertising front, especially from a B2C standpoint, um, if you're a B2C business that is looking to use Instagram and looking to possibly even have people make purchases via Instagram. Um, there's some really sort of, I think they're sort of staggering statistics. I mean, 60% of users find new products on Instagram um, and 75% of Instagram users take action after visiting a post. Uh, that's that's a lot of engagement and it's a lot of engagement with things that, you know, could be branded. Like these are, these are actions that are being taken not on their friends' posts, not on their you know baby pictures or what have you. Or it could be a baby picture if it's a brand. Depends okay. on depends yeah. on your brand. Um, the other one is that Instagram users are seventy percent more likely to make mobile purchases. Which, if you're in a B two C space, if you're in a retail space, that is huge. Like you've got you've got people checking out your Instagram account, making discovering new products, yeah. and then purchasing those products. That's, that's the dream. That is the dream. That is the holy grail. <laughs> um, so 
to talk a little bit more about Instagram and best practices for businesses in Instagram and on Instagram, we are going to bring in Raka's art director, Lee Pazelt. Uh So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to bring in Lee. Indeed we will. Welcome back. Uh, we are now welcoming Raka Art Director Lee Pazelt to talk about Instagram and what brands can do about it. Hey. Hello. <laughs> uh, so Lee and I uh, want to talk about a little bit about best practices for businesses on Instagram. Um, so maybe we'll start off with what are some, some just top best practices that are things that we would say to clients about using the platform. Um, number one would be make it pretty. Nice. Yep. <laughs> the most obvious. Um, but it is probably the most important. Um, Instagram is a visual platform. Uh, so the most important thing you can do is make your feed pretty. Um, that's what people, first thing people are going to do or see the images and that's what's going to make them click. So, um, yeah, pay attention to what you're posting, make it pretty. Um, but on brand for sure. But on brand for sure. You want to keep things on brand, but, um, you want to also not be repetitive. So um, you don't want to be posting the same exact type of image over and over and over again. Um, I know here a good thing that I try to keep in mind is there's like five or six different types of images that I think work for us. So I try to shuffle those through. So um, whether that's a candid shot with us Mm -hmm. or, just sharing our content like a blog post, um, maybe a fun hand-drawn quote, nice. and um, you know maybe some stylized shots of desks and camera equipment. Um, so those all feel on brand for us, but they're different as well. So um, yeah, having <laughs> having like options is probably a good thing to have when you're when you're setting up a, a social media plan for a brand. You want to make sure that you're not just like this is the only thing we're gonna post. Right. Um, and actually planning and thinking, you know, one, two, three, four, five are good things for us. Um, it'll also be easier for you to kind of, you know, check, like check off the list to get the shot. Um, cause you'll have something to be like thinking about, um, versus just trying to randomly take shots cause you forgot to post. <laughs> so let me run around and take something. Maybe a watermelon turtle. On your <laughs> right. Right. Well, the watermelon t- turtle works. Um, you have but, to check out Rocket Creative on Instagram for the watermelon turtle. Well, no, I see. I didn't think it was. I actually didn't think it was up to par for our uh, <laughs> for our no. actual permanent feed. So shut down, Dave. I, I put hurt. it in our stories. So that's one thing you can do. Instagram has stories now. So well, they have for a while. But so you can post things there that you might not want always on your feed, but uh, are a good um, you know grab for people who are. Um, you know for your followers so yeah I think uh, I've seen a lot of a lot of companies um, and a lot of the a lot of the stuff I follow is a little bit more casual a little bit more fun mm-hmm. but I've also seen a lot of businesses use the stories as sort of their fun place it's like stories right. yeah. stories is their place to be like show behind the scenes like we're also you know we're a business and we do mm-hmm. this and we offer this to you but we're also a little quirky and this is what we do in the office and exactly there's like boomerangs and stuff 
Right. So you can't. You're not gonna have a professional fo- a photographer there all the time. Yeah. So um, it's a good place to share those things that don't visually feel like great for your timeline, but are good to share your culture or share something else like about your company. That's interesting because like thinking about the thinking about the account page as a whole, mm-hmm. not just thinking about the individual posts. Because on Instagram, right. especially, there is a good chance that somebody's going to visit your profile page at some point, not just seeing it within the feed, so they'll see all of those images next to each other. Right. So um, that's actually um, definitely something I keep in mind when I'm posting photos. Yeah. Um, you know, I will go and I'll look at a feed and see how it all flows together. And you know, it's not to say that you have to be one of those feeds that are amazing. <laughs> you know, just like perfectly post, like their whole feed you can just tell looks perfect, everything's so similar, um, and it looks just like a clean and tidy room. Um, you know, you don't have to be that perfect, but yes, creating an overall, you know, uh, simpatico. Nice. Word. Simpatico <laughs> feed. Uh, is, like that, is that simpatico? What's, is that the right word? Si senor. Si senor? Oh, is that a Spanish word? Yes. Simpatico? Si. Huh, shit. <laughs> My bad. Um, so anyway, having an overall good look. So when someone goes to your profile, they're seeing all your photos at once. It looks nice. Uh, you look professional. Um, it's a great yeah. thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the one of the things that we've, we've sort of touched on and that you just touched on, which is using social media sort of like a, using social media like a person and mm-hmm. not using it like a business all the time um, and making it, you know, making it about your community because that's what these things are about. And if you, you know, obviously you are a business and you want to use it for your marketing, but if you sound like a business, you're going to get kicked out pretty quick. Yeah. I think especially with Instagram, it's a bit more of a casual platform. So I feel like um, you don't need to be having scripted captions all the time. Um, You know, just do everyday kind of language as if you're talking to the people directly. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need it to be this like scripted um, caption that you've thought about for a long time. Uh, yeah, just be casual with your captions and uh, yes. speak to the people who you want to be, who you think will be looking at your feed. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's something too that every social media platform, I think Instagram's easy to get scared by because so many brands look so good, but it's always better to post mm-hmm. than to not post or to take two weeks agonizing over a photo and caption that is going to get less than you want anyway. So yeah. you still have to be you know, post-friendly. Don't, um, don't let perfection, perfection get in the way of progress. Exactly. It's sort of the... Yeah. And you know what? You'll post something and you'll think it's going to get 1,000 likes and it gets 50. And you'll post something and you'll think it'll get 50 likes and it gets 1,000 likes. So Every photo of me. <laughs> every photo of Dave post only gets 20 likes. Oh. Um, <laughs> But that's important too. You mean like, you know, you can't just say this is not good because people aren't liking it necessarily. Um, You kind of just never know what people are going to like. So as long as it's on brand and it's professional and it's not going to make, you know, well, professional is professional as it needs to be. As long as it's not going to be detrimental towards, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, your brand and stuff, you know, it's worth putting out there. Um, And then if you... You know, people aren't liking a certain type of photo, then maybe you don't do those anymore. But and you do more of the ones that people are liking. But um, it wouldn't get discouraged for when you post something and you only get twenty likes. Um, no, that's it, fair. And yeah. like having, having, making sure that you have your um, your sort of 
performance indicators set out ahead of time, like making sure you know what you're looking for and you're keeping all of those things in mind and, you know, measuring and changing like any, like any marketing strategy for Instagram, it would be the same thing. Check out what's working, check out what's not and adjust as you go. Yeah. The more you do it, uh, the more comfortable you get with it. Uh, the more you'll start realizing what your audience is liking and what they're not liking. Um, and so it's a process. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process. <laughs> any that said, you know, are there any sort of big no nos that you can think of or that you would sort of, you know, things that you stay away from? Um, I do stay away because well, I am a visual person. <laughs> so um, I do stay away from the overly not great photos. And I guess by that, what I mean is. Uh, Thumbs in the way. Not th- no, I mean, that obviously, don't put photos on Instagram if your thumb is in the way. Unless it's a um, photo of your thumb. <laughs> unless it's a photo of your thumb. Uh, I guess what I'm talking to is if it's like poorly cropped, like you're kind of like trying to take a picture of, say, you're trying to take a picture of something and it's just not framed as well as it could be. Or sometimes you have a little smudge on your camera lens and it's a little foggy. Or the colors are just not that great um you know just you know just when you take those photos and it's just like it seems dull and off and um I wouldn't be jumping to post those I may post those in like I said though the story because it's just like kind of a quick thing to uh get people remembering that you're alive and well on Instagram um but for your feed um you know don't be too crazy but be a little crazy (laughs) a little crazy Do you have any favorite uh, favorite brand accounts or favorite business accounts that you like? Um, I can remember them off the top of my head. Again, I'm a visual person, so remembering words is not easy for me. <laughs> um, I would say actually, which it's not really a brand. Um, I believe she's called List Letters. Um, and I just love her account for two reasons. One, because it's pretty. And two, but because it's helpful. Nice. So um, I love when I find people who do both of those things really, really well. And so what she does is she's, uh, she has a lot of hand lettering and she does it on her iPad. And she shows you exactly how she's doing it. Um, and it's just easy to follow. And it's pretty. And um, I like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, thank you for joining us, Lee. This was awesome. No problem. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, Dave and I are going to talk about our favorite Instagram accounts. Which may be less pretty. <laughs> More puppies. Welcome back. Um, so to close this one out, we wanted to give you five of our favorite Instagram accounts. Um, we also wanted to talk a little bit about some engagement pieces that we didn't mention earlier. Yeah. Um, because the accounts that we're about to mention do these things well. Um, but, you know, a couple of best practices. You're not going to be able to give somebody a clickable link on each of your posts, but you can engage with them. You can comment and like on, you know, other people's, other brands' accounts. It works just as well on Instagram as it does anywhere else. Um, and Instagram also has the first effective use of hashtags since Twitter. Um, <laughs> so you can actually load your post up with them if you're willing to. Um, people can follow those hashtags depending on their interests. They might be more likely to be exposed to yeah. um, you know, what you're putting out there in the world. So the smartest thing you can do besides you know, simply taking good photos, doing good artwork, and, and sharing compelling, interesting things 
is really that follow-up game with the hashtags, with the engagement. Um, yeah, the hashtags thing is huge, especially with the update. Um, I don't think it was the most recent update, but one of the recent updates that allowed you to follow the hashtags. So unlike Twitter, where you have to like search a hashtag to find it, um, Instagram, you follow a hashtag, it means that you're, if you're using that hashtag, you will actually show up in people's feeds. So it like literally puts you in front of the other people that are following that thing. Now, if you abuse it, people will get angry. So don't hashtag stuff that isn't relevant to your post just to follow in other people's feeds. That is bad and you should not do it. Yeah, if you have 30 hashtags in your post, you better have 30 different things in your photo. Yeah, right, like it's, it's gotta be it's gotta be relevant and it's gotta be, you know, on brand. Uh, and that's that's really the, the biggest message here is to make sure that you have a well-defined brand, um, which you should be doing before you sort of get into this, this yeah. game. Um, but, you know, if you don't, it's a great time to have that conversation. You know, hey, we, we really want to establish, you know, how we look and how we talk and this is you know get a style guide this is all sort of stuff that you you can you can jump into at any point um and it's really important for social media um so on that note i guess we'll start in with some of our some of our favorite uh, and i'm trying to keep it to branded accounts i will be completely honest with you i follow a lot of uh, puppies <laughs> on instagram which i guess is is appropriate because as dave pointed out to me the other day the very first instagram photo was a dog it was, indeed. Which is my favorite fun fact, because I love dogs. <laughs> it is. The platform was built for sharing photos of your dogs. It's true, and it's all I do. Um, right now, it's my dogs in my garden. That's pretty much it. Um, but I think, uh, I think as far as branded accounts go, um, I follow a lot of food, which also falls into another Instagram, um, I guess, stereotype. But uh, Epicurious, for one, and Bon Appetit, for another, are very good branded accounts. They are just, they have a very specific brand to them. They have a, a cleverness uh, to their captions. It's very succinct. Um, it's appropriate. It's, you know, engaging for, for their followers. Um, and it's beautiful. I mean, they, they just, they really know how to do that and do it well. Um, and that's, that's a strong one, uh, strong one for me. Yeah, and I follow um, I follow a lot of restaurant accounts because I'm perpetually hungry, <laughs> hungry as we speak. Um, and one of those that I love is a relatively new barbecue restaurant in Kittery, Maine, called Ornell's. Oh, they have um, a pretty account. And I actually have not been there yet to eat their food. I have just looked at it on Instagram, but they their their presentation of their food um, is tremendous. It's just beautifully shot and it looks great. Um, and then, you know, they just, they don't muck around. They give you the description of exactly what it is and let you come in and eat it, which I have to do soon. I'm embarrassed to admit this out loud. But... I haven't been there yet either. And I actually also follow them on Instagram. So we should actually go do that. We should, <laughs> okay. probably after this podcast. Yes, plan. Um, outside of outside of food and a little bit more on the, the business side of things, um, Etsy, it's huge. It's you know, sort of, again, a, a standard go-to, but it's such a beautiful account and it's beautiful in a lot of different ways. So they have somehow managed to make everything that they post on Instagram, uh, despite the fact that it comes from very different vendors, um, because it is a platform that has a lot of different uh, artisans doing work on it. Um, You've got somebody that's making a handbag to somebody that's carving wood to somebody that's a painter to somebody that's a, you know, all of these different things. And they somehow keep it on brand. Yeah. Like, despite the fact that these are all very different things and the art artists themselves have very different brands, 
the Instagram account is well branded, which is is a difficult thing to do, um, and it's a it's a great example of that. I am kind of straying away from the brand piece here because I. Even, even on there, I follow a limited number of brands, um, mostly you know restaurants, breweries, uh, nerdy things because I'm a fan of those. But yeah. one thing that I also am pretty into is uh, nature photography, and it's one of my favorite things in the world. And honestly, it's it's such a maybe cliched choice when you start talking about it, but I love the National Geographic Instagram oh, it's account. So good. It's it's just some of the best photography being taken in the world um, and it's so rich and varied you know you're going to get something different every time you look at it which is something that I really value too um, because you can follow plenty of things like you know maybe their diving accounts or their forest accounts or their sunset accounts and they're great photos but they're all of a, a similar vein um, whereas if you're following National Geographic you're getting a little bit of everything um, so you can kind of see where my tastes are. I'd like to go between food and lions and food and lions. <laughs> lions are not food. Food is things for lions. Food is things for lions, yes. <laughs> Fish are friends, not food. <laughs> um, I will do sort of a, a local one. Um, I, as we have mentioned before, we are based out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is a beautiful little seacoast town. Um, and one of my favorite local accounts is for a local boutique hotel called the Hotel Portsmouth. Um, one, it's a beautiful location, but two, they also, you know, they do sort of what Lee was talking about as to being professional, but also not perfect. Um, there is occasionally, you know, the, a guest shot that they feature that they share, or, you know, somebody is, you know, having a lot of fun. Um, they have a beautiful facility to work with and they do take very beautiful professional photos and they have a lot of that sort of scenery and Portsmouthy stuff. Um, but it's also, you know, it's an, it's a nice account. It doesn't make me feel imperfect to look <laughs> at it, which is a thing that's a, you know, I laugh, but it's a real thing on Instagram is you can be too perfect as Lee said. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, speaking of the local vein, um, a former coworker and friend of mine uh, runs a company that does paddle boarding here in Portsmouth. Um, so in Piscataqua River and so forth. And one of the things that I love about uh, his Instagram account is that it sells the business. Um, it's called Portsmouth Paddle Co. And it sells the business in, in a very real way because all as it is is generally beautiful uh, photographs of Portsmouth and people out on bodies of water in Portsmouth and locally uh, paddle boarding. And you look at these photos and you say to yourself, even if you're not somebody who paddle boards regularly, I want to do that. Yeah, that looks awesome. Um, and that's one of the ways too, especially if you're a small business and you, you have a small budget, but you have something that's visually interesting that you're selling. Um, it's a great way to do it. Instagram is, is a tool that if you find somebody who follows you idly, they may become a customer because they may be so overwhelmed by the visuals of what you're offering up. It's true. And a lot of, uh, a lot of fitness, a lot of outdoors brands do that really well. As do that really well as well. That was a terrible sentence, uh, but two they, as well. Two, two as well. Uh, they they do that really well because they they don't just you know if you're if you're an outdoors brand, you're not just going to show a picture of the tent. You're going to show the picture of the tent in the beautiful outdoors with you know the the campfire and the people that are having fun. You know, it's it's about telling the story of the product. Um, and you can do that in a visual way, really no matter what your product is. I will go out on a limb and say that no matter what you are, what you are 
selling, you, there's probably a visual way to tell that story. Um, That's true. You just have to find out what it is. And hopefully do it without bad stock photography. Never, ever, <laughs> ever use bad stock photography. We've all seen business guy with a beard before. We yeah. don't need to see him again. Uh, but, you know, find that. Find that visual thing that, that tells your story. Um, I don't know if I have done five, but I feel like we've talked for a while. So I'm just going to, you know, put it out to you guys. If you have favorite Instagram accounts or things that you think have done really well um, for, for brands or not for brands, things that you think are fun, um, send them our way. I know a favorite internally for the office, um, both on Twitter and Instagram, is the dog rates guy. Um, and I'm going to encourage you strongly that if you have never visited dog rates, please, please go Google this and, and enjoy the wonder of this college kid who gives dogs all over the world very high ratings. None of them get a ratings below a 10. And they're all good dogs. <laughs> they're all good dogs. Um, so yes, please, please, uh, let us know what, what you're thinking and, uh, get at us. Yeah. Get at us. Um, and in case you didn't know, in case you listened this entire time and you have no idea who we were <laughs> or are, um, we are the, the OMG podcast, as I yes. mentioned, online marketing guidance. Uh, this podcast is produced by us, myself and Kelly, and Charlie Howell here at Raqqa, our equipment guy, insanely patient friend and He's tech wonderful. guru. Um, and we are coming at you live-ish from the podcast shed <laughs> here at Raqqa. Um, we're a digital agency based just north of Boston in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Dave Lee, myself, Charlie, and the rest of the very talented team here at Raqqa create websites and run marketing, advertising, and a whole lot of other things for clients across a bunch of different industries. Um, if you're interested in getting in touch with us about that or about something we said on the podcast, uh, you can find us at Raqqa Creative. The podcast itself is on Twitter at, at OMG Marketing Podcast. Thank you. And uh, that's it for today. Have a good night. That's a wrap. <laughs>